Our weekly visit with our son's guru from ArizonaSports.com, constantly churning out great content when it comes to not just the Phoenix Suns, but focused primarily on the Phoenix Suns over at ArizonaSports.com. Normally we do this on a Thursday, doing it on a Friday today, just ahead of the Suns Celtics game. How you doing, Kellen? What's up? Doing well that time of year. It is. Yeah, it is that time of year. Um, you've already got a piece up. You, you, you turned it and you burned it and you got it up there at ArizonaSports.com about the Suns and Kyrie Irving. Were you surprised how quickly the Suns were associated or affiliated with Kyrie Irving with this latest trade to men? I don't. It has been a theme of your show uh, in the last couple of weeks, really the last couple of months with all of the reporting that Gambo has done where the Suns are seemingly attached to almost anyone these days because they are widely thought of across the league as like the one team to watch this deadline in terms of being buyers. I think with sellers, you're keeping an eye on the Raptors and the Bulls, obviously, but in terms of buyers and some team that could swing big, the expiring contracts, the assets, the owner coming in, any owner who wants to come in wants to make a big splash. This would be certainly the case would be making a trade for someone like Kyrie Irving. So it makes sense why the Suns were linked in this regard. So I wasn't surprised there, but I am surprised, as you can tell by the tone of the piece, just by how Kyrie makes sense for them. I understand the on-court fit to a certain extent, but there are so many questions with him that produce reasons why he just like ultimately doesn't make sense for them. Sorry, Burns. I had my I had my mic up. I was talking to Kellen when I, when I had my mic up. <laughs> I'm like, I'm, like, like am, yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm broadcasting from home, so I'm like, uh, yeah, I, I can no, ask another one, but I I'm assuming it. Gambo's no, no. sitting right there. <laughs> me and Ke- what me and Kellen were talking about before the show started was, you know, Kellen asked me because I said that there are multiple. There's more than one team that has asked for and been granted permission to talk to Jay Crowder. And, and Kellen was saying, do you know who that team is? I'm not sure who the team is, mm-hmm. but like the report came out that the Suns gave Milwaukee permission, and that is true. But what I heard today is that there are other teams out there that also have the same permission, right? Because if you're interested in Jay Crowder, you may want to talk to him and his agent. You know, you may want to see, would you be willing to stay with us if we trade for you? Or, you know, I want to, I want to talk to you about your condition. What do you think about the fit here? Would you want to play here? Because with Jay not having played in a while and not wanting to play for a team like the Suns, I think any team trading for Jay would want to at least have a conversation with him as an agent. That's why I was able to report today that there are other teams that have been granted that same permission to talk to Jay that Milwaukee was. Where that ties in and gets really interesting, and I'm not sure if you've hit on this specific point, uh, Bernsey, but either way, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. So obviously, uh, most of the attention when this happens doesn't actually turn to Kyrie Irving. It turns to Kevin Durant, right? And I think that there is an idea there the teams are going to see this situation and not necessarily see it as Kevin Durant asking for a trade or becoming available in the next six days, more so looking at him as someone who could potentially be available in the offseason now that we know, and it's pretty much been confirmed, that Kyrie Irving's future in Brooklyn is is done. The recent reporting coming out in the last 10 minutes just on how contract negotiations were going and things like that. So there could be teams like the Suns who are in a position where they see this Durant thing and instead of pulling the trigger with some of their assets right now at the deadline, they could wait uh, again for Kevin Durant. But I use the word there again on purpose, Bernsey, because this is basically what the Suns did at the deadline as as we are, or not at the deadline, the offseason, I'm sorry, yeah. where they waited with their assets and they were like, Gambo, you were reporting yourself. Everything's on hold. We're waiting to see what happens with Kevin Durant. They, they ultimately are. don't get a deal done. They don't get any other deals done. Uh, Burnsy, if they have a notion that Kevin Durant could become available in the offseason, should they pause on a big move right now at the deadline? Where are you at on that? Uh, I, I'm I, Look, I was all for Kevin Durant before. I'm all for Kevin Durant again. And, and so for me, 
and Gambo, I, we, we haven't talked about it with this fine a point on it. I don't know how you'd feel about it. I, I'm I'm still very much in the camp of if there's a path to go getting Kevin Durant, you go get Kevin Durant. And, and maybe that's why there won't be a ton of activity from the Suns this trade. Maybe there wasn't going to be anyway. I don't know. it, but, but now that a potential Kevin Durant situation might come up again, I kind of feel like you owe it to yourself to at least check that out if you're the Suns. And what the only thing I want to say on that is that yeah. if you do get him in the summer, right. you have taken $43 million off of his contract. That's true. You have a limit. Now you lose a year of having him. He gets a year older. But you have eliminated $43 million from that massive contract. The Nets have paid that. You don't have to. You just get him for one less year. That is definitely a Matt Ishbia thing, too, because I talk about a splashy, right? I reported over the summer that the Suns were willing to do whatever it takes, including go into 60, 70, 80 million dollars into the luxury tax to go get Kevin Durant. I would have to find out if Ishbia is willing to do the same thing, because if you bring in Durant, whose salary at the end is going to be over 50 you know this. It, these these taxes are crazy. Dollar for dollar becomes two dollars, three dollars, four dollars, five dollars. The more you go up, the more it ca- so that would be a Matt Ishbia decision. You're saying sixty, seventy, eighty million. That that is like the figure, but the payment could be like a hundred, a hundred, and then it just balloons because of these rules that, the rules. that you kind of go into. Dollar fifty per dollar. $2 you're looking per at dollar. the Warriors are paying one hundred and fifty, two hundred on some of these. It, it gets absolutely wild. But Every Kevin, five million you go up is more more money, more more do, do, per dollar that you have to pay. And repeater tax comes into effect for the years you go Huge. on to it. It gets it gets crazy. But this is the type of big splash that could be there. But to what we were talking about earlier, Burnsy, it is at the sake of this season where you could be looking at okay if we can get this guy for. This guy who could be top six, top seven in our rotation could legitimately make a difference for us in the postseason. But we have to give up two future first round picks, one lightly protected, one more heavily protected. Do you pause because you think about the war chest of assets you want to have available in the summer in case someone becomes available again, just like Kevin Durant? I think that's why part of why this front office has been so patient, not necessarily with Kevin Durant, but looking to make that huge Big splash, but then again, Bernsey, we were in this position last offseason, and the Suns seemingly were in a spot where they could make the big splash, and, and, and they didn't. But that was an offseason where we were never quite sure whether Kevin Durant was available or not. And right. we still might be in that same situation this offseason, not quite sure whether he's available or not. But i got to imagine if Kyrie Irving's not there and their chances of really contending in that conference evaporate with that, I, I just can't see how he's not available. I, I can't see how the Nets don't look at it and say, okay, it really is time to redo this. Let's see what great offer we can we can get for him. I, all of this, too, guys, is, you know, Gambo with, you know, you say a no to this guy, a no to that guy, a no to that guy. I mean, let's be honest about it. James Jones, notoriously not a big trade deadline guy to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, minor moves, Torrey Craig twice, right? But, but the, the trade deadline, now – is there pressure on him to make more of a splash this year, or does this Kevin Durant thing now give him an opportunity to do what he likes to do this time of year, so it would seem, and that's not do much of anything at all. He just doesn't get that involved when it comes to trade deadlines. I don't know. Yeah, and, and another angle on this whole story that we've seen develop in the last two or three hours, Burnsy, is how if you look at this news, right, and you just take it for face value for what it is, and you look at the results of reporting we've seen the last 
two, three hours. Unless you're someone who wants to see Kyrie Irving come to Phoenix, this is bad news for the Suns because the teams we are seeing linked and the teams that make sense uh, money-wise and just with the fit and, and what they need, it's the Lakers, it's the Clippers, it's the Mavericks. Those are all teams that they could wind up playing in the playoffs now. I think there are huge, huge issues with the team who chooses to take in Kyrie Irving. There are two different ones at hand. One, do you know for sure that he will commit to you in unrestricted free agency and sign a deal with you, or will he bolt for another team and then you traded all these things for, for six months of Kyrie Irving? But then there's the other side of it where if he does want to sign with you but he wants three or four years, are you willing to commit that long to Kyrie Irving? It's a double, triple, quadruple-edged sword in that kind of way. But then we might see this trade come in, Bernsey, Gambo, to you, actually. We see, like, the Lakers get him for Russell Westbrook, this, and just a, a protective first-round pick. And so those fans are going to be like, that's it? That's it? I can't. Kevin Durant was ripping Russell Westbrook on his burner account. Like he's, I can't hey, imagine. If Patrick Beverly and Russell Westbrook Man, can be teammates, just, anything is possible. I now. can't I imagine believe. KD does not like Russell Westbrook. Yeah. I, I may be shocked if that happened. But do you do you have a sense, Gambo, from what you've tried to get, and you're, you're going to get more information over the weekend as well, that the return for Kyrie Irving won't be that large? It'll probably be pretty middling. Well, because of the contract situation. Yeah. Because he does not, unlike KD, who was under contract for years, Kyrie's a free agent. What I was told today in in speaking to the teams that were close to this on KD, and I'm getting to my notes here, is that he did not get what he wanted. They were in. This is not a surprise, but he did not get what he wanted. What he wanted was he wanted similar money to what Beal got, similar to what KD got. So when he didn't get that, you know, then he then he wanted out. So that's. No surprise there, but he wanted what KD got, what Beal got, what Dame Lillard got, and when he wasn't going to get it. And he also was using the fact that he brought KD to the Nets to try to help his cause. And when the Nets weren't going to give him that big contract, that's when he said, okay, I got to go. I'll I'll say this about Kyrie and the Suns, and it's just echoing what I said at the top of the show. And I, I... Look, long term, I want nothing to do with the guy. I, I think there's just there's too much collateral damage. There's too much evidence to say that it's just a matter of time until he tries to burn something down on his way out. Short term, I'm intrigued. I, I don't know how you couldn't be, you know, in the shortest of terms and in the idea of what does he do for you right now? What does he do for you in the context of this season? It is extremely intriguing to think about Kyrie Irving because he's such a talent. Long term, I, I don't. Kellen, I don't know how you feel about it. I, I don't want anything to do with him long term. I just, I don't. I, I think he's, I think he's a blowtorch waiting to happen. I don't want it. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Bernsey, and in the same way you look at uh, short term, I'm actually of the opposite in the short term. I think that any humongous move to like that kind of level where you're dramatically shifting the identity of your team, the playoffs start in 71 days. Are, are you going to be able to tr- dramatically change your system offensively and defensively and then still contend for a title? And then if it doesn't go all that well, but you want to come back next year, then he might be gone. So I, I think there's just a lot of reasons to they wrote about on the site, uh, like you said, that I, yeah. that I went through. It's, it's a good article, um, as all of Kellen's articles are at ArizonaSports.com. I, I did a quick read of it during one of our commercial breaks, and it's definitely worth you checking out at ArizonaSports.com. Thank you, Kellen. As always, we appreciate the time. Thanks, guys. Talk Thanks, to you Kellen. next week. What will the Suns look like then? What, what will the Suns look like next week after the deadline? We'll know. What, we'll know. We will know. Thursday, next Thursday, I think it's 1 o'clock. In the afternoon Arizona time, it might be 2 o'clock. I have to double-check on that one. We will see.